Good morning, everybody. <laughs> I'm wrestling this Facebook app to just get it on. So welcome. Welcome to the morning devotion. So I'm going to... Hello, Maar is lekker om daar te zien aan de andere kant. Okay. I'm going to talk about praying again today and praying in tongues. So uh, I want to start in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Now praying in tongues is a gift of the Holy Spirit. So if it is a gift, it means that God wants us to have it and he doesn't want us to work for it. A gift doesn't mean it's exclusive. It's only for some. Because if you read some of the scriptures concerning the gifts, it says to one, it's this gift is given to one, that gift is given to one, that gift is given so that we can minister uh, towards one another, building one another up. But the whole revelation there is not that one has that gift and he's stuck with that one, one has that gift and he's stuck with that one, one is that gift and he's stuck with that one. It doesn't mean that if you, if you have a gift, you can, can't have another gift. The gifts, if you flow stronger in the one than the other, that's just your starting point. And by faith, you can develop the gifts until you flow in all the gifts. So we're supposed to flow in all the gifts. So Ephesians chapter... Four speaks of the gifts, but those are people sent, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, uh, for the full equipping of the saints. So the apostles gave us the scriptures and the word, and they gave us, they laid hands on people, and they received the Holy Spirit. They laid the foundation of Christian doctrine. And um, so then there's prophets and evangelists, and there's pastors, there's teachers. So all work together ministering to one another towards one another now but in the normal gifts you know the the prophetic gifts and the the gifts of the spirit uh the one that you're strong in is your starting point and by faith you can develop it until you flow in all of them okay so um I want to start reading here. 1 Corinthians 14 says, Eagerly pursue and seek and acquire this love. Remember 1 Corinthians 13, speaking of this love of God. Make it your aim, your great quest, and earnestly desire. So there's something we need to desire. And cultivate. So it's something that we can develop, cultivate, and nurture. The spiritual endowments, the gifts. So you can in, in, uh, cultivate the gifts. So what I'm getting at is the gift, the revelation of gifts is not that it is exclusive to some, but that it is for free. God wants you to have it, and he doesn't want you to work for it. And that's the thing. So we can receive it by faith, and by faith we start doing something. By faith we start laying hands on the sick. By faith we start uh, praying in tongues. It's faith. By faith we... Uh, we start prophesying. By faith, we give words of knowledge. And then we start to flow in it more and more and more. And we learn how to trust the Spirit. We learn how to yield to the Spirit. We learn to discern what, how the Spirit operates, how the Spirit functions. So He eagerly wants to flow through us. So if we eagerly desire Him using us in all these different ways, then we can cultivate the gifts and we can... Uh, desire it, and we, in, in, we can flow in all of them, okay? Especially 
that you may prophesy. So prayer and prophesy. I said that on Sunday. So uh, prayer, uh, earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer makes tremendous power available. Now, when we pray, and now he's talking about the giftings, we pray in tongues. That praying in tongues uh, brings a desire for the things of God. It stirs up a desire for the things of the Spirit. It stirs up the mind of the Spirit. So the desire and the cultivation of the spiritual endowments will go along with prayer. So if you want to prophesy, seeing the Spirit, uh, speaking new realities, uh, then you need to pray in tongues. Okay, so praying in tongues is a gift. Praying in tongues is nothing, uh, it's not weird maybe to unbelievers, but praying in tongues is a gift that unlocks other gifts. Praying in tongues is us, by faith, trusting the Holy Spirit to pray in us and through us. So we read it yesterday, Romans chapter 8 says, We do not know uh, what prayer to offer nor how to offer it worthily, but the Holy Spirit comes to our aid with uh, unspeakable groanings and yearnings. Okay? So uh, the Holy Spirit can pray uh, inside of us the exact perfect will of God through us to heaven in agreement with the Spirit on the throne in heaven. So deep cries out to deep at the rushing of your water spouts. So, so there's an agreement in heaven, an agreement on earth. And when heaven and earth agree, when uh, heaven and earth agrees, the thing is established. Uh, if, if any two of you touching on anything on earth, agree on touching on anything on earth, it will be done to you by my Father who is in heaven. So uh, the prayer of agreement uh, also comes in here, the Holy Spirit agrees with the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Father, okay? And Jesus, our high priest, after the order of Melchizedek at the right hand of the Father, is pleading and interceding as our high priest for us, making sure that we get the inheritance that he paid for, all right? So praying in tongues is also a mystical thing. Praying in tongues causes us to have more fellowship and more of more almost uh, intimate uh, communication or intimate fellowship with God. Praying in tongues helps us to see what God sees and feel what God feels. And it subdues the mind of man and it stirs up the mind of Christ. So uh, praying in tongues also makes sure that the message that we preach, even though it's the truth and it's a spirit-inspired message, does not only just become an intellectual thing and loses its power. We constantly need to stir up the gift, okay? So, but we'll get to that. Okay, so now it says, uh, desire cultivate the gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Then he says, interpret the divine will, purpose-inspired preaching and teaching. So prophecy is not only foretelling of things, it's also teaching. So by the prophetic gift, you can teach. By the prophetic gift, you can preach. Uh, it's, uh, in Ephesians 4, where it speaks of the fivefold gifting, it says, uh, you gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, and then a prophet, he says, inspired preachers and expounders. So, so you say something, 
out of the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So uh, what I do here is not, it's a prophetic flow. The teaching is a prophetic flow. It's not a, it's not a teaching as in, okay, you can get six volumes of books and these are the teachings and you study it and now you know it. That's not, it's a prophetic flow. It's the spirit teaching, okay? It's basically just uh, interpreting the divine will and purpose. It's saying what the spirit is saying through these scriptures. Okay, verse 2. For one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men but to God. Okay. Do you want to speak to God? <laughs> do, you, do you want to express the right stuff and say the right prayers? Do you, do you want intimate fellowship with Him? Do you want the relationship to be perfect? Okay, for one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men but to God. For no one understands or catches His meaning because... In the Holy Spirit, he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. So, when you, if you haven't prayed in tongues and you pray, start praying now, it must be by faith. You will not know what it means. It says so. Yeah, how, how do I know it's not out of myself? Can you understand it? No. So, how can it be out of yourself? Okay. <laughs> the question is out of yourself. Okay, this is another question to try and justify not doing it. Okay, but by faith we pray. So we say, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you fill me. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you pray through me now. So I, I receive the gift. I desire the gift. I cultivate the gift. I want to go for the gift of praying in tongues. And then by faith you form words, but... We do it by faith that it is the Holy Spirit doing it, and you start to get in a flow. It's like meditation. You At first, you imagine things, and then the Holy Spirit just, you get in a flow, and you see things. And you write it down, and you get information you wouldn't otherwise have gotten. It's not your mind, even though you go to that place of your imagination. But now you have the Holy Spirit in that place, and now His mind is in your imagination, and you imagine His thoughts. Okay, so your thoughts agree with his thoughts. So when you pray in tongues and it's by faith, your mouth agrees with the perfect will of God through the Holy Spirit who prays through you. So it's simple. It's just by faith. You're not going to be overcome by the Spirit and fall down. And it's not, no, it's not God taking complete control, which means you lost control. The Bible says the Spirit of the prophets is subject to the prophets. So you can open it and close it like a tap. Imagine that. God subjecting uh, his gifts to the will of people. And that's why we don't see it so much. <laughs> so when we desire it and cultivate it, and we yield ourselves to him, man, then those gifts start flowing, and then we start seeing awesome stuff from the Spirit. Okay. So if you have prayed in tongues, if you have the gift... Or if you haven't done it yet, today you can do it. You can pray in tongues. And if you pray in tongues, keep on going. Don't pray in tongues and say, okay, Pentecostal checklist, check, I can pray in tongues. Oh, I prayed in tongues 10 years ago. Don't pray in tongues 10 years ago. Pray in tongues today and pray without ceasing. Okay? He says, but on the other hand, the one who prophesies, who interprets the divine will and purposes, 
inspired preaching and teaching speaks to men to their upbuilding and constructive spiritual progress and encouragement and consolation. Okay, so we speak in tongues and we prophesy. So I speak in tongues and I speak to God, speak to God, speak to God. And through that, the will of God is revealed to me so that I can speak to men, speak to men, speak to men. Okay? And then I speak to God. And the thoughts that flow out of that flows in the prophetic uh, uh, gifting. Man, and I can start prophesying and I can start giving words of knowledge and, and things like that. So praying in tongues is vital to flowing in the things of the Spirit. Marnus Nell, my friend from Pochestrum, what a man of God. He, ha- he has a, a very awesome analogy for this. He says it's like a dam. And the dam has different water gates. And the different gifts of the Spirit are the different water gates. And the water is the Spirit. So praying in tongues is that big thing that you turn (laughs) that opens the gates. So the more you pray in tongues, the more there's a flow in this gate. Then you pray in tongues, then you desire that gift, then it starts flowing there. Then you pray in tongues and you desire that gift and it starts flowing there. Then you pray in tongues, you desire that gift. So which gate is bigger opened? So if you're going to continue cultivating that one, it's going to open, 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 open more, and the flow is going to get more. So if we neglect the other gifts, not, the flow is not going to go more and more and more. So we need to cultivate it. Okay? So by prophecy, the prophetic gift is also stirred up by praying in tongues. That doesn't mean you have to pray in tongues every time before you <laughs> prophesy to someone. You can. But... Uh, you know, to keep the circus factor a bit low, you know, like Paul also said in the services, man, no one understands when you go reba shaba, reba shaba. So why don't you, you know, you pray in tongues when it is time to pray in tongues. But when we come together, it's good for us to speak um, out of the spirit and edify one another. Okay. But there's nothing wrong with a congregation taking hands and saying, okay, we're going to pray in tongues. Why? Now every individual is speaking to God and we're stirring up the Spirit. Every individual together is flowing more in the Spirit and the corporate anointing grows in the, the manifestation of the corporate anointing grows in the building. Okay? And then there's other manifestations of it. Someone, uh, when the Spirit is ministered, someone uh, starts prophesying in tongues, stands up and and then someone gets up and gets the uh, the interpretation of it says, God says you're going to be blessed and you will receive strength in the inner man and you will understand mysteries. Okay, and then everyone is blessed because this guy got a prophetic word in tongues and someone else got the interpretation. Okay, so there's different uh, gifts of speaking in tongues. The one is prophesying in tongues and the one is just praying in tongues, edifying yourselves. So he says, but on the other hand... Uh, No, wait, I want to read verse 4. He who speaks in a strange tongue edifies and improves himself. You want to improve yourself. Don't buy a self-help book. Speak in tongues. (laughs) Rather spend hours, hours, hours praying in tongues than hours, hours, hours trying to change yourself. But he who prophesies, interpreting the divine will and purpose and teaching with inspiration, edifies Improves the church and promotes growth in Christian wisdom, piety, holiness, happiness. Okay. Now, I wish that you might all speak in unknown tongues, but more especially, I want you to prophesy, to be inspired to preach and interpret the the divine will and purpose. 
He who prophesies, who is inspired to preach and teach, is greater and more useful and more important than he who speaks in unknown tongues, unless he should interpret what he says. So, now if there's an interpretation of the tongues, prophesying in tongues, then it's the prophesying in tongues won't have such an ability, such an impact on the people who hear it because they don't know what it says, unless someone gets up and interprets it. But there's something about just praying in tongues, even on your own, even as a group for a, for a time, for a few minutes, we just get together, broko shete, pray in tongues, and we all edif- we're all edified in the Spirit. But it doesn't help if I stand here and say for an hour, brunun badanda, and none of you understand what I say, and everyone will switch off. So it's more important to pray in tongues, get in the flow, and then go and prophesy and teach and preach. So you pray in tongues in preparation for what you are going to say. And when you get up to preach, and then you'll have something to say that flows from the Spirit. Okay. He who speaks in a strange tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies and improves the church and promotes growth in Christian uh, wisdom. All right. So both are needed. So it's, it's been taught in some circles that don't only edify yourself, edify everyone. So don't pray in tongues. Rather, you know, no, both. Pray in tongues and then you do the other thing because you need to be edified before you can edify someone else. Okay. Now I wish that you might all speak in unknown tongues. Aha. So that's awesome. Everyone needs it. Everyone needs to speak in tongues. Everyone needs to pray in tongues. But more especially, I want you to prophesy. Okay, so everyone needs to pray in tongues, but man, to what end? So that you all can prophesy. To be inspired to preach and interpret the divine will and purpose. He who prophesies, who is inspired to preach and teach, is greater and more useful and more important than he who speaks in unknown tongues, unless he should interpret. Okay, so that the church may be edified. So I want to say it's both. So uh, he who Sprays in tongues, not sprays in tongues, he who prays in tongues, <laughs> and then prophesies is getting a greater impact than someone who only prays in tongues. So it is for a purpose that you stir up the gift. Okay, receive the grace to a purpose, says 2 Corinthians 6. Not in vain. So you receive that flow of the grace by praying in tongues. You receive it by believing the gospel, but you, you stir up the flow of the Spirit by praying in tongues. And then you have to do something with it. Lay hands on the sick. Preach. Prophesy. Go and do something with it. Okay? Right, so. Now, brethren, if I come to you speaking in unknown tongues, how shall I make it to your advantage unless I speak to you either in revelation, in knowledge, or in prophecy, or instruction? Okay. So he says, it has to have an outflow in some kind of teaching or knowledge or prophetic thing or something. Okay. So he who prays in tongues edifies himself. All right. So uh, let's just just jump to Jude and then to First Peter. So Jude verse 20 says, But you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith, Make progress, rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying 
in the Holy Spirit. So what's the difference between praying in tongues and praying in the Holy Spirit? There's no difference. It's the same thing. So praying in the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit in us praying in an unknown tongue through us. Now there's also a different gifting spoken of in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit was poured out, tongues of fire divided and sat upon each of them and they spoke in other tongues. The other tongues is they spoke and people passing by all heard the message of the gospel in their own personal dialect. These guys were just going, so they didn't necessarily understand what they were doing. They thought they were just praying in tongues while it was all new to them. And the other people just heard in their own dialect their language. Okay, and I've said it many times before. Uh, if you, if you um, read and listen to uh, Robert's Leerden, the, the, God's General series, and you, and you read the history of all these revivals, uh, in Azusa Street Revival in the early 1900s, there were um, people uh, that just by, you know, they prayed in tongues all the time. People rolled around the floor, and it was just holy, holy chaos. <laughs> but uh, someone would receive a, a language. They would receive, you know, Norwegian and get on a boat and go to Norway or whatever, you know. So, so, uh, so praying in tongues can give you the gift of other tongues as well. Okay, so there's been diff different testimonies. Someone's just standing up and he was just saying, somewhere in a strange country, and the people understood every word he said. He didn't know he was preaching to them. All right? So, but then uh, people get a specific language. They can just write it, understand it. They can just fluent in it immediately. Okay, if you don't believe it, don't worry. It's history. <laughs> it's been recorded. Okay, so... But he says, praying in the Holy Spirit, it's not, it doesn't mean you have the Holy Spirit and you pray in your understanding. No, you pray in the Holy Spirit. So the words coming out of your mouth is the words that the Spirit of God says. It's not natural language, it's spiritual language. Okay, right, so. If, but you, beloved, build yourselves up. So you are built up because you're speaking to God. You are edified when you pray in tongues, when you pray in the Holy Spirit. Okay. So I think a lot of the time, uh, a lot of answers just come because we prayed in tongues. You don't even know what's happening. You might even change a government election somewhere across the world. You may, you may save someone from a car accident, angels going out and doing stuff because the Spirit is praying through you. You don't even know what you're praying for. So if you can just keep on praying in tongues, the world can change. All right. First Timothy chapter 4. Verse 14 says, Do not neglect the gift which is in you, that special inward endowment which was directly imparted to you by the Holy Spirit, by prophetic utterance, when the elders laid their hands upon you at your ordination. Practice, cultivate. So there's the practice, there's the cultivate. Okay, Meditate upon these duties. Throw yourself wholly into them as your ministry, so that your progress may be evident to everybody. Look well to yourself, to your own personality, and to your own teaching. Persevere in these things, hold to them, for by doing so you will save both yourself and those who hear you. So, uh, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. So if you practice it, cultivate it, man's salvation manifests in you, and also in the persons who listen to your word. 
So if you're praying in tongues, the Holy Spirit can flow through you when you minister. All right. So don't neglect the gift. If you have a gift, stir it up. If you have a gift, speak it. Do something with it. Okay? Don't just stand there. You know, do something with it. Second Timothy chapter one. It says, That is why I would remind you to stir up, rekindle the embers, fan the flame. Keep burning the gracious gift of God. So what gift are you flowing in? What is the gift that you have? You know, sometimes in some cell group or some Bible school, you filled in a little form and they told you what is your, your spiritual gifting, okay? So I don't know if I fully agree with that. I mean, it can tell you what, what kind of personality type you are and therefore you might be easier flowing in this thing. But it's not a natural thing. It's a spiritual thing. So it's got nothing to do with personality types. It's not a personality questionnaire issue. <laughs> it's a spirit issue. So, but you'll soon find out when you pray in tongues. So that's the one activity that can unlock other gifts of the spirit. That can unlock revelation. That can unlock prophetic. That can unlock everything. Okay. Uh, that is why I would remind you to stir up, rekindle the embers of fan the flame, keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you by means of the laying on of my hands. Okay. So if someone ever laid hands on you, who has laid hands on you, man? If I thought how many times Prophet Kobus has laid hands on me, and how many people have laid hands on him? Lester Summer laid hands on him. And Smith Wigglesworth laid hands on him. So how many hands were laid on some people? And how many people that lay, lay hands on and lay hands on and lay hands on and laid hands on the people that lay hands on you? Okay. Sometimes you don't even understand what you have. Sometimes you don't know what's been imparted on the inside of you. You think, oh, they all got the gifts and I don't have anything. You don't know what you have. So pray in tongues so that you can know what you have. Pray in tongues so that you can see the things of the Spirit, so that you can know what has been. It says don't neglect the gift, which means the gift can be neglected. It says stir it up, fan the flame, which means the flame can go down. So if you're not going to fan the flame, it's not going to burn. So you need to fan the flame. So what is the great flame fanner? <laughs> the flame blower, the flame thrower is praying in tongues. Okay? So we need to pray in tongues. So yes, we need to pray in our understanding, for sure. But Paul says, I pray in tongues more than you all. So we need to pray in tongues. Okay, I want to remind you of this gift and I want to encourage you to pray in tongues. Set time aside and even in between, if you're stuck in traffic, if you are preparing a meal and then you have, don't have to do anything else, your hands are busy, but you know, you can pray in tongues. Uh, wherever you are, if you are surrounded by people who don't believe, just pray in tongues. <laughs> you know, uh, this mindset that, oh, you know, you have to. You, you, you have to only have fellowship with certain people and, you, you know, all the people that don't add value to your life, you know, get them out of your life. No, pray for them. Pray in tongues for them. Minister to them. You're the influence. 
you're supposed to be the influence. You're not, you're not only the receiver of everything. You should, you should be the source of Christ in the world. You should be the place, the, the spout where the waters come out. <laughs> okay, so that's going to happen when we pray in tongues. The fire starts burning inside you. The water starts bubbling and the river starts flowing. And when the river flows, all the gifts of the Spirit comes to the front. Okay, so you desire which gift. You cultivate which gift. And then you pray in tongues. Bro, koshet, you pray. It opens it up, opens it up, opens it up, opens it up. So what do you have a desire for? How many times do people say, oh, I desire so much to prophesy? Well, then do it. Pray in tongues. Do it. Pray in tongues. Do it. Pray in tongues. Do it. Oh, I want to lay hands on sick. I want to see the sick people. How will I ever know when God's going to use me? How will I ever know if I'm going to be ready? Do it. Pray in tongues. Do it. Pray in tongues. Do it. Pray in tongues. Do it. I want to let the blind see and the deaf hear. How, How many deaf people have you prayed for? How many blind people have you prayed for? I want to raise the dead. Have you ever been in a morgue? I've been there many times. Okay? I've only seen one yet. <laughs> but uh, Itu in our church, man, what a man of God. He started a ministry in Mamalodi, and they're evangelizing everywhere, and he's so full of the Spirit. They've seen four people raised from the dead. Four people raised from the dead. So why do they see people raised from the dead? Because they do it, and they pray in tongues. And they do it, and they pray in tongues. Okay? So what is it that you desire? If you, we have, you don't see it now, but we have all these pictures of people here on the wall. There's Lester Sumrall and there's William Branham and William Seymour and uh, Evan Roberts and Sundar Singh. And there's Kubas Varensberg and uh, John G. Lake and uh, Alan and Catherine Kuhlman and uh, Oral Roberts and Kenneth Hagen and Reinhard Bonke. And this, this place, I want to put more on there. Okay, there's so many people, inspiring people. What did we see in their life? People, dead bodies being thrown on the stage on a Reinhard Bonnke crusade, and they jumped up. People out of their minds, demon-possessed and out of their minds, chained in physical chains. He just comes with a bolt cutter and breaks the chains, and they're free. Okay? Alan, just jumping up and down, laying hands on someone with stomach cancer, and they jump up, and they heal, and they eat and drink. Okay? And there's John Lake, man. uh, They put... The plague, which is a bit worse than Corona, on his hand, early 1900s in Cape Town, put his hands on the, under the microscope at the University of Cape Town. They saw how those germs died the second he touched his hand because he said the sp- law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free of the law of sin and death. <clears throat> how many miracles did we see with Kubus van Rinsberg? How he prophesied, man. How he... Uh, pulled people out of wheelchairs and the crutches through the crutches and the crutches walked and thousands of people got healed i mean cancers and blind eyes deaf ears all you can go through these people i mean smith wigglesworth hit someone in the stomach boom and then they flatlined (laughs) and then he said he's healed and he just went on and boom the person healed breath came back not only come back to life but totally healed i mean the stuff like that all these i mean catherine kuhlman just standing there just saying oh jesus we vow to give you the glory then people jump up out of wheelchairs he doesn't even pray for them it's just the holy spirit sweeping through the crowd what do you desire what do you want to see in your life what do you want to flow out of you all those people went deep into the spirit 
deep into the night sometimes. Oh God, do not take your spirit from us. That's what Catherine Kuhlman said all the time. Oh Lord Jesus, we pray that you manifest your presence. We, they contended for it. Cultivated it. All right? So, yes, there's impartation. We've received by the laying on of hands. But they're all gone. God doesn't have Smith Wigglesworth now. He doesn't have William Branham. He doesn't have William Seymour, Evan Roberts, Sundar Singh, Quibbles, Marines, but they're all gone. There's awesome men of God and women of God on the earth now. But those guys are gone. So God has got you. There's some, some people, but not so many. But do you know how many people there are on the earth? So God doesn't have Sundar Singh, but he has you. He doesn't have Kenneth Hagen, but he's got you. He doesn't have A. Allen, but he's got you. How they contended for it. Kenneth Hagen just read through books because he wanted the answers. And he was so hungry for God. Okay, And he really contended for the stuff of the Spirit. So he pushed and pushed and pushed. Kenneth Quibbers pushed and pushed and pushed. Oral Roberts, they pushed. They went for it. So what does God want to do in our generation? What's the desire burning in your heart? What are the giftings that you want to flow through? What's the ministry and the calling? What did God send you to do? What's the thing burning, the dream that's burning in your heart? Okay, How impossible does it look? Does it look impossible yet? Okay, good, 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 good. Keep your eyes there. <laughs> Brain tongues. Brain tongues. Brain tongues. Brain tongues. Okay. So, I hope that is blessed you let me just say hello to a few people uh please also i just want to encourage you to send us an email or send us you know comment or say something uh we want to uh have some more contact with you and if if you can tell us where you're watching us from and uh you know just a testimony or something can you really don't offset this please so uh, just tell us where you are watching us from, and uh, we would just like to hear more from you. Okay. So, hello, Mars. Lekker mooi is te zien. And Janine, good to see you on the small screen again. <laughs> and Yuki, bless you, Tani. Yuki, it's good to see you. And Yanni, I'll, I'll call you in a few minutes. Yanni, bless you. And it's so good to see you there. And uh, who else is here? Lindy. Yeah, all the way there watching from the other side of the world there in Bali. Man, I first thought you were on holiday, but now it seems like you're living there. What an awesome place to live. Okay, then uh, who else is here? Rob, Rob from Randburg. Bless you, man. Uh, it's good to see you there also. Uh, yeah, signs, wonders, and miracles. Yes, awesome. Awesome, Tani Yuki. Yeah. So we, we really want to go for it. We want to see revival. We want to see signs, wonders, and miracles. But not us alone. We want you to see it. We want the church to uh, to walk in the stuff of the Spirit. Okay, so I want to pray for you. So there's, <laughs> there's our email address. So please send me an email. I would like to hear from you. And um, please tell us where you're from. Okay, so we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your grace and your glory. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, I just pray. Let every person just flow in the gifts of the Spirit watching today. Lord, I pray, let every person uh, really break through in the gift of praying in tongues in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow morning at 9.
Have an awesome day. Amen.